0: welcome to the podcast
1: hello good morning good afternoon good evening hello.
0: good evening yeah wherever you might be wherever you night.
1: Absolutely. whatever
0: floats your boat
1: we're into all time zones here <laughs>
0: absolutely
1: <laughs> right on right on all right so we were just talking about how we're in the dull drums the absolute armpit of the year <laughs> the hardest the coldest the wettest here <laughs> oh, the wettest, exactly, the Channel Islands, oh my gosh, yes, yeah. absolutely.
0: But we did have some beautiful sunshine on the weekend, so ah. I'm going to continue my theme of celebrating the small, fun things in life. Ah. We had some beautiful sunshine and a nice hot chocolate walking along the pier at ah. the weekend. Oh,
1: nice, wonderful. Yeah. And lots of bundles.
0: Yes, very wrapped up, yeah. yes. right on. <laughs> Five or six layers.
1: <laughs> and because it's dry January, you're not able to mm. spike your hot chocolate, right?
0: No, there was no spiking of the hot chocolate, mm. merely a bit of cream on the top. Oh, nice. Who doesn't like that?
1: Who doesn't? That and marshmallows, <laughs> absolutely. Well, that sounds very nice. Yes, it was. Nice. How about you? How are things? Well, you know, it's the usual insanity um, <laughs> over here. <laughs> on this coastline. Yes, it
0: all did kick off, didn't it, in the US? Yeah, Mm. it's just, what is
1: going on? So, you know, as relationship coaches, we are all about finding, helping people to find a higher level of consciousness, conscious choice in the way that they're showing up, more positivity, higher energy levels. And so I think the people around here are needing some coaches because (laughs) what? This really flies in the face of what we stand by in our professional lives and helping people. So... I'm shaking my head for sure. (laughs) And I'm seeing a real role for coaches in this world. That's my takeaway.
0: Yeah, but you've kind of got to be open to coaching, haven't you? Oh, that's true.
1: That's true. Yeah, denial is uh, not a helpful thing.
0: No. Some people can't even see the light enough to know that they need a little bit of support. Oh,
1: that's so true. Yeah, no, I mean, it's devastating. It is hate. It is oppression. It's, you know, on on a serious note, it's... and. The New York City sirens are coming in at the most appropriate time like they do. But really, it it is a time to really decide to make a conscious choice against hate, against oppression, and Mm. choose love. We have to choose to love each other.
0: Yeah. And just respect each other's differences.
1: Yeah. It's a time of reckoning. And and really, in this country, it's a time of reckoning that's been several hundred years uh, waiting. So it's all Mm. coming up now. It's, It's now or never. Let's choose the right path.
0: It's going to be an interesting time ahead. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think everyone, maybe this podcast is needed now more than ever. Just some positivity and how to create harmony in our relationships in our home, which we can control and then maybe go out into the world and bring some more love, peace and harmony to the world around us. That's, I guess, how we make our difference.
0: Absolutely. The ripple effect.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Let's start that in 2021. Yeah, here so we going, go.
1: We're going deep right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> Are we not? So I'm wondering what's going on at the uh, correspondence desk of the international <sighs> oh, desk. Oh
0: yes.
1: <structures> <laughs> so, <laughs> we haven't uh, sung in a while. That's great.
0: <laughs> I know. Jazz it up a bit this week.
1: Yeah, because
0: we're not wild. We weren't wild enough last week. Oh gosh. <laughs>
1: That was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, sorry about last week, guys.
0: <laughs> so, um, continuing the theme from last week where we're talking about relationships, should I stay, should I go, I stumbled across a story about a company over here which is called Poundland. Now, I guess that's equivalent, you have like dollar stores in America. Yeah. Yeah. Is it dollar stores or, yeah, dollar stores, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, we have dollar stores, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Poundland, okay.
0: Yeah, so basically everything's a pound. Ah. So they've launched a new divorce range.
1: What? Shut the front door.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking. So I thought, what is this divorce range that you're talking about? So I had a little look, see. And um, so the, they've launched it coinciding with Divorce Day, which was the first Monday of January, as we discussed the other week. And what it is, is a whole load of merchandise that celebrates divorce. So like, um <laughs> so they've got a divorce party products include so balloons banners sashes party straws with slogans including free at last freedom and newly unwed
1: (laughs) newly unwed oh my god
0: oh they've also got a range of cards with (laughs) with things on the front like we never liked him anyway (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh of course the friends never say that until until well, afterwards. They never
0: say it until after the effect. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, free at last. I do, I did, I'm done. Oh,
1: <laughs> got the t shirt.
0: <laughs> so, and they've also got some new nookie products as they describe <gasps> them, Ooh. which include body suits, boxer shorts, love eggs, and vibrators.
1: Oh my God. I'm not
0: sure all of those are a pound mate. And if I, they
1: are, I'd question. I was going <laughs> to I'd say. question the quality yeah. there. I totally agree. So there you go. Wow. And then I'm like, why did you have to wait to get divorced to explore <laughs> the range of Nookie products? Like, why did the vibrator have to wait until you're divorced?
0: Well, yeah, maybe if it come out beforehand, you may not have
1: There you Who go. Knows? Oh, my Who gosh. Knows? <laughs> so that's hilarious. I mean, on one side, I say, look, that's really funny because, you know, when you've made a choice to end a relationship... Mm. We celebrate a choice. We celebrate a step. We celebrate you taking action. Sure. Like and I and we do have to, you know, demystify and destigmatize somebody's choice to end the relationship because that yeah. can be a really empowering stuff for folks. So why the heck not celebrate it? Get the cake out. Have your mates make you a divorce cake. Totally, totally live it up. Of course, you know, from six feet away from each other, guys, with masks. Come on, we're still in a <laughs> pandemic. So if you're having a divorce party. Don't be a super spreader event.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they did say it was more kind of aimed at when we're out of lockdown and we can actually socialise again. So, yeah, it's got that caveat on it. I can understand it. So I can definitely understand celebrating a new beginning, celebrating a fresh start. There is a slight part of me, though, that having been divorced and got Mm -hmm. divorced after several years of marriage Mm -hmm. is, are you kind of almost discrediting those years together where not all of them were unhappy so I think there's a fine balance for me there between you know I still celebrate my you know the fact that I was married and I've got two beautiful children there was a lot came out of that relationship not just the children and we did have a lot of happy times together we just maybe weren't right for each other long term if I was then to kind of celebrate the divorce I think I would maybe struggle with that because it's almost like I'm turning my back on Ah. I know I have turned my back because I've got divorced so I know that's ridiculous but yeah. No, but
1: you're not wiping the the slate blank because you learned a lot, an incredible yeah. amount. And yeah. it's on those learnings that you've gone on to healthier relationship. If you were yeah. to have just wiped the slate blank, then you would be starting from zero again and and you'd probably be bound to repeat your mistakes again.
0: Yeah. No, some good reframing there. It is just about looking at it in a different ways, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So, you know that that one slogan is I do, I did, I'm done. What was that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do, I did, I'm done.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, sure, be done, absolutely, but but yeah, absolutely, don't, uh, for your own sake, not for any moralistic reason, for your own sake, just pack your suitcase going forward with those essential things that you took away about yourself and yeah, uh, don't throw everything out.
0: Yeah, and don't, I think don't be kind of one of those that's, you know, slagging off the past or your ex or, yeah, I don't know, that that doesn't necessarily kind of shed you in a good light,
1: does it? Well, d- it doesn't serve you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, holding on to something that you don't need to, I think. Yeah,
1: Yeah. well, uh, but then I would say like for a night, sure, go crazy. (laughs) Go crazy. (laughs) Absolutely. Because the thing is you'll always find people to have really sort of negative, destructive conversations with. You'll always find people who will Mm. sort of go into that with you. But it helps you out for your own sense of, you know, higher energy to have conversations that are looking at the opportunities and and looking at the things learned and and not seeing Mm. things in a regretful light. Even the most horrible circumstances uh, have valuable learnings. Nothing in our life happens that was a mistake.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well said. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's cool. (laughs) And listen, you know, I'll bet you that they're seeing a huge divorce wave coming up. I mean, no company ever creates a new product line without some sort of speculation of demand. So
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I mean, we know that the search term increases by sort of 200% on Google about divorce in January. So we know that the demand is there at this time of the year. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Wow. All right. So, yeah, (laughs) that kicked us off. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Sweet. You never know what you're going to get on the love desk.
1: I just love the love (laughs) desk. I can never predict. It's just wonderful.
0: Never, never. It's a complete
1: surprise every time. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, so ready to uh, shuffle along to the hot topic?
1: Yeah, let's meander over. <laughs> <Ooh, let's. laughs>
0: All righty. So this week we have got measuring the success of your relationship.
1: Oh, mm. yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say that is a blank slate, hot topic. There's lots of stuff to explore here. Mm. I usually tend to sort of measure the success as sort of a feeling or, but the problem is my feelings are very fickle and they're fleeting and they don't stick around. And so, I mean, to be honest, it's hard to really, there's a a better measure that's really needed, I think, rather than just kind of feel it going with your emotions.
0: Mm. I think there's one thing that comes up for me is the risk of comparison in this area. Oh. So we've got this uh, view set that relationships should be perfect and we're comparing them to other people's perceived perfection and their relationships, which we know, it, you know isn't true, especially from some of the things we've discussed already on the podcast. But mm-hmm. we've kind of got this view, I think, this artificial view about what a good relationship looks like. Yeah. And the artificial view is built through television programs and films and novels and Instagram, sort of how we, yeah, <laughs> Instagram Like yeah. of just kind of how things are, like... But we know that that's not reality, right? So, yeah. an example is I've been watching um, Dream House Makeovers on Netflix. We know mm. I'm a big Netflix fan, mm. and there's a the couple that are on there who've got McGee Design Company. So the design houses and they sell loads of McGee um, Studios. I think it's called. They sell like loads of housey products as well. Mm and they're just the cutest couple ever i was like oh i think i've officially fallen in love with them they're just adorable and they've got these two adorable children and obviously in the program there's only like five or six episodes in it half an hour each Mm. obviously in the program they're showing you all the good bits right where she's buying him a birthday cake and the kids are creating lovely pictures for him and all the rest of it and they're doing really nice things with family and Mm. and going out and designing all of these amazing spaces and she you know she looks like officially she has the best life in the world Mm. but i'm pretty sure that that's not her life 24 seven, right i'm pretty sure that they have arguments i'm pretty sure that they disagree on things and they're not always as amenable with each other as they are on screen yeah so I know that that's not reality. Doesn't stop me from thinking they're the cutest couple in the world.
1: <laughs> that's the thing. Like, even though you know that there's this aesthetic that roots in us that makes us yeah. really feel FOMO.
0: Mm. Yeah. But that said, I wouldn't look at the program and then measure my life against that. For more than one reason, I haven't got a design studio in uh, in America. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't travel around creating these amazing, amazing (laughs) masterpieces with like budgets of, uh, I don't know, 100,000 grand. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I know. I know. So that reality check kind of makes me think, yeah, that's my life.
1: (laughs) And also if we just, you know, flip on TMZ at any time, we're going to see a whole bunch of these idyllic Mm. couples breaking up. Yes. I think Kim Kardashian is, uh, and yes. Kanye West are yeah. on
0: the rocks. Isn't it 10 years since they met? Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it just goes to show. So I mean, everything, like, it, it, there can be a big house of cards. Like there's mm. a lot of relationship that will look really good. So yeah, so w- when we're trying to find a metric by which to measure the success of our relationship, we have to look to other places. We can't just rely on what our relationship looks like mm. from the outside yeah. or create a facade.
0: Yeah so i mentioned what was coming up on the podcast to my other half and he went well that's not a question you'd be asking a man because a man wouldn't think like that (laughs) so i thought oh i said so how would you measure then um success in a relationship he said well whether i'm happy or not it was as simple as that
1: Okay, so let's dive down. What does happiness mean then for him? (laughs) I don't know. We didn't get that far.
0: (laughs) We did say he was happy right now. So clearly yesterday when we had that conversation, we were in a successful time. (laughs) Good, good, good.
1: And actually, that's a really great point. So there's never any. It's not static. We're never going to be in a single place. There's going to be the calm times. There's going to be the stormy times.
0: I think it's not static and I agree with you there are going to be ups and downs but I think if we're looking at how successful is a relationship I do think we've got to look over a long time span to account for kind of all of that so you know if we we relate it back to our own life and we Mm. say if I say well am I successful do I think I'm successful I would be looking at my whole entire life I wouldn't Mm. just be looking at do I think I was successful last year. Mm -hmm. you know when I'm faced with that question I kind of look at the whole of my life and Mm -hmm. so we have to do the same we have to give the same time span I think to a relationship yeah because we do move through you know we have different stages in a relationship which i know we've touched upon before on the podcast we do have ups and downs we have challenges we have mm. global pandemics that come and cause a bit of a shitstorm storm right in the middle of it all <laughs> yeah. and um you know we have other major life events that happen that do cause traumatic stages in the relationship so yeah. you know if you ask somebody well, i think we're we find it really easy to almost human beings just to pinpoint a period of time, without actually looking at the longer time span and and mm. the I hate the word bigger picture, but I'm going to use it anyway. Mm. Um, looking at that kind of bigger picture, which says the whole of our life together, how has that been?
1: Yeah, and which gets into what you've said before is we're so often to look at the drawbacks and the things that aren't working, but mm. we're very remiss. We we don't take into account all the things that do work. And that's actually the big picture you talk about.
0: Yeah, so all those little moments that kind of work. And, you know, I was observing at the weekend because we spent quite a lot of time together. And and as we've said, there's absolutely bugger all else to do. (laughs) Um, So we were together like 24-7. And I was observing kind of how we are together and how we just complement each other or pick up on things or, Mm. you know, fill the dishwasher together or you feel like you're a bit more in sync and you want to do things at the same time Mm. and I'm not saying it's always like that because it's clearly not but moments like that are moments of joy and happiness and it's focusing on those points Mm. rather than you know maybe some other things that they might do that then annoy you in the same time period
1: yeah that's a really great point I think for me if somebody is looking for measures of success doing a values assessment. I feel like I'm a bit of a, I always like to, to go back <laughs> and, and to say, "Well, what's the
0: values assessment.
1: <laughs> I love the values assessment. Because, uh, you know, oftentimes we actually don't know what our values are. And so if we're feeling friction or conflict or anger or angst or so forth, which is often that sort of one of our values aren't being met or are in alignment, then if we are not clear on our values, then conflict may come up and we're not even aware of why, mm. uh, why we're snippy and why we're biting at, at each other. But I think for me is is helping people to to put their values down and to understand what those are and, those, and then start to see where in the relationship or where in their lives in general their values are being met and, and where they're not
0: yeah so values are definitely something that's important and as you say they can um, manifest in a way that we don't realize we can end up in conflict and we don't realize why and that whole alignment piece not just with values but just in general is is really important and not to the point of view where you have to do every, want to do everything at the same time and mm. you know I'll always go back to your phrase you can't bleed me
1: oh man <laughs> um, yeah
0: so not in that codependency way but if we're looking at it from generally in life the where we've got kind of high levels of, of unhealthy conflict we end up with this bit where every single little thing mm-hmm. is a problem mm-hmm. and it all the little things kind of start to build into big massive things and suddenly kind of everything is is an annoyance and Mm -hmm. but yet when we're in alignment and we're in love and we kind of feel like there's that deep connection there we are able to take some of those things that annoy us and almost just kind of let some of those go and really focus on the major things so I think there's a big part of that so when it comes down to success I guess maybe is that one of the metrics then so you say well actually I'm able to let go of the little things that don't really matter Mm -hmm. but also on the flip side of that I'm able to raise the big things in a healthy way where it does matter
1: yeah that's so true Mm. I like that you moved forward towards that because if you just did a values assessment and saw every one of your important values as being 10 out of 10 important, if this isn't met, then it's my way or the highway, that obviously then means you can't coexist with anyone.
0: Yeah. Well, you have to find somebody with the exact same profile as you, exactly. which isn't going to happen, right? So we know, exactly. I've just started writing a blog about conflict and, and conflict is just a difference. but. Conflict has become such a dirty word because we kind of think of it as something that's really bad, evil. We associate with war and um, suffering, but actually conflict is just a difference. So we have a difference and that's okay.
1: It's communication. Yeah. Conflict, all that is, is communication about difference. Yeah. Conflict resolution is a term. It's a strategy. We can become conflict resolution specialists in our own relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Which would be a sign of success, right? So we can have differences, but we're able to resolve them in a healthy, respectful way where we still know that we love each other.
1: Yeah. So I think in that, then it, it means that success is not measured as a static or a snapshot. It is, me- no. it is a process. as a dynamic process. Yeah. It's the yeah. way that we evolve and travel together. It's not that you mm. take a, a Polaroid picture of us now and say, does this look good? Does this yeah. fit the Instagram family that I'd like to be? But yes. it's the way that you move through your journey that's probably the measure, that's how you measure the success more um, fruitfully.
0: Yeah, so I would say it is, there is a, a level of, you know, I've got a certain level of happiness in the relationship. I think that is a metric. I think but it's also about, I'm able to grow as a person independently and we're able to grow as a couple and support each other in whatever Life throws at us, or whatever adventures we want to take, you can support each other in that, and you can Mm. understand and celebrate each other's successes, and help each other out when things maybe don't go according to plan.
1: Yeah, it all of a sudden, you know, when you start to focus on that being a measure of metrics of success, then I mean, I'm even thinking about, you know, I think, well, I'm doing really quite well. Then, if I reframe what I consider to be successful, I feel mm. a lot of pride and a lot of a sense of accomplishment when I look at relationship through that lens. Mm. makes me feel really good.
0: Yeah. And how do you think you would have measured it before then?
1: I tend to look at the deficiencies mm. as they are. Yeah. I tend to think of all the things where we're not measuring up, where I want them to be better. And then I say, well, those aren't perfect yet. Yeah. I think that tends to be, our. that's our sort of human tendency is looking at the flaws and saying oh well those aren't in line now so I guess we're not success. we've not arrived yet
0: yeah it is a um it's a natural default isn't it to look at you know where can I improve what can I do better I'm not you know it goes back to that perfection thing it's almost like we're trying to get to a certain point Mm. and we're not there because we've got all of these other points that we need to fix first well yeah you know what happens if you never get there yeah. <laughs> well what happens if you do get there? What happens then? Is it then all okay yes. or <laughs>
1: Yes, <laughs> do we I stop was just trying? <laughs> That's exactly it. And so that's what where we coach from, right? Is a mastery orientation. So that just imagine that you're even though the steps that you're taking through this process, the steps are the thing that are creating mastery. The destination is immaterial. The destination yeah. really doesn't matter. I hope we never arrive at perfection because then there's nothing left to do. Yeah. It'd be quite boring then after that. Mm, yeah. oh, That's really cool. Actually, I hadn't actually thought about this until now to realize that your relationship is successful if the journey is unfolding in a way that is learning and growing, discovering, strengthening.
0: Yeah. In a healthy way. There are all the healthy things that we talk about when we talk about what is, what is a healthy relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And how about you? Do you find that there's anything that that reframes in your mind about the way that you look at relationship and success?
0: I think it is about looking at that longer term perspective. I think Mm -hmm. my natural patterns are like most human beings to remember all the negative points. (laughs) Um, So it is about looking at Sometimes, you know, even maybe just writing down a list of all the, like, really good, amazing things that have happened or things that you've done together, you've experienced together, Mm -hmm. or maybe even, you know, traumas that you've overcome together and how you've come out the other side. Mm -hmm. I think something like that would be quite a powerful, you know, relationship audit to do. Yeah,
1: relationship audit. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that would be quite a fun thing to do and would help, I think, as you say it, to then actually have something that you're proud
1: of. Yes, Mm. like creating a painting together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a beautiful reframe. It makes me a lot more excited to look at the relationship and look at sort of terms of success. Yeah. It brings up feelings of opportunity and optimism as opposed to kind of negativity or shame.
0: Yeah. And definitely stop comparing your relationship to anybody else's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because
0: we're all perfectly unique in the way that we are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Oh, very nice. Very wonderfully put.
0: So, well, that's it then for another hot topic of this week. (laughs) I feel quite calm and serene after that. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Yeah, very thoughtful. Mm -hmm. So, um, how about a little question?
1: Yes, let's go.
0: Oh, let's do it. Okay. So, then the question this week is, okay, Longer question this week, so let's just tune in and be ready. Okay, <laughs> so it is early days in our relationship, and I'm worried about my, how my partner spends money. Should I confront them or should I leave it? Oh, hello! oh uh, hello! <laughs> <laughs> what have we got here then? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that lovely topic of couples and money. Oh, you love that.
1: It is a very, very common topic. Something that we've kind of experienced personally in our lives oh, as yes. well. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, too many times. <laughs> too many times.
1: All right. we weird
0: think? though, isn't it? Right. Like I had the conversation with my children the other day and I said, imagine a world where no money existed. Oh my gosh. And it's a really difficult concept to get your head around, isn't yeah. it? If no money existed. Like, well, if you were going to work, what would you be recompensed with? What would you get in return for that? Yeah. Like Or, you know, would you have a partnering system like we used to have? They say like money is just energy. And I'm not Mm. sure I can quite get my head around that. Mm. Because for me, you know, a physical note in my wallet is money. (laughs) Yes. And it does bring up all kinds of, you know, it's like opening Pandora's boxes and it It brings up all kinds of issues within relationships, I think, money.
1: Yeah. Mm. It is a necessary evil. And just like you say, no matter how we try to reframe or consider a world without it. There's a way of controlling resources and a way of remunerating our efforts and our mm-hmm. labor that I guess right now in in our evolution of the human mind, we're just at the point where we're just exchanging yeah. some sort of something of value like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So it is what it is. That's the world we live in. We have, you know, it's limited resources. We only have so much money. Yeah. Well, some of us have a lot, but... <laughs> <laughs> so necessary evil and every partnership is going to have to consider it
0: yes and it's a massive part i think about any relationship and especially if you go to kind of move on to something more serious then mm-hmm. you know money is it's always going to be a hot topic to discuss i think as a couple it is, and can throw up all kinds of beliefs and family history and yeah. ideas about how things should be
1: and, you know, you come in with your own baggage, like you say, right? All yeah. of your beliefs and and your sort of baggage. And then the problem is, is that if you're in a partnership, there's really no way around becoming some, in some way, interdependent for money. Even yeah. if you have separate bank accounts, even if you live separately, the way that one person spends or saves their money is in some way going to affect the other person. Yeah. And it's going to be a hot button item for that reason.
0: It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. For that reason, we're struggling to to say what to do next. It is, I think it's really tricky because on one hand, I would say, so it's early days, they've obviously just got into this relationship. They've seen something that maybe they're kind of thinking, oh, I'm not sure if that's for me. Don't know whether to raise it or not. There's quite a few things, I think, tied up with that. Mm -hmm. So one is there's a view there, you know, do I want to spend time and invest time with somebody who I don't think is responsible? With money is kind of what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. The other thing is then, you know, it's early days. So, you know, when is the right time to have a conversation? Mm. So I think that is there. And then, thirdly, Mm. is around actually, I suppose it's kind of like what sort of right do you have or where's the line in terms of talking about somebody else's money and what they do with Mm. it? So there's quite a few things tied up in this. It's true. Mm.
1: I think. The grounding thing, I think what's strongly coming through, I and I know and a lot of those sort of like, when's the right time? When is it mm. my place to actually have a problem with somebody's spending if we're just dating? Yeah. What I really want to honor here is that there's somebody for whom an instinct or a, their gut instinct, their intuition is is hitting right now. Yeah. There's an intuitive hit. And I want to honor that they've allowed that to even percolate into their consciousness. Mm. There's a yeah. red flag that they're seeing. Yeah. Now, what they just decide to do with that is – is is you know, you've mentioned a few paths, but let's first honor the fact that they, ha- look, I would say, look, great intuitive hit. your intuition is actually working. you you actually mm. have a gut instinct. This is a red flag. So, you know, there's lots of, there's many ways in which we approach decision-making. Some of that is what does our intuition say? What does our logic say? What does our emotion and feeling say? But when it comes to intuition, a lot of our clients, they don't actually think or know that they have intuition. Yeah. They're not tuned into it. Mm. And some people have come from places where they've had to suppress their intuition because they've had a trauma history or they've had an emotionally abusive relationship or family of origin where where their sense of reality was always questioned and, and therefore they've been questioning their intuition, the, the, you know, ever since. So first, great intuitive hit. Now, how do we decide what is important for you, this being a red flag? It's interesting
0: though because the red flag could be Based solely on something that's happened in a previous part of their life. Ah, okay, so if they've it. been with somebody who's been very reckless with money and has lost money that was classed yeah. as joint money, ah. then that's automatically going to put up some sort of wall or resistance, isn't ah. it? So we don't know the person's money story that's gone on before this. Mm in terms of generating that view or that idea Mm. I think the question is then the what do they want to do with that information so knowing what they know about their own money story does that make the observation more in need of tackling or less in need so you know that's maybe one thing to consider I guess with all of it you know if there's something where you think there's something that's a bit strange or off or doesn't quite sit well with you then I don't know I think you should always just be honest about it yeah yeah you know money should be no different like I think we've kind of talked in a roundabout way there about how tough it is to talk about money but and how it does it is a hot button item as you say in a relationship but actually it should be no different to any other conversation so if the question was um it's early days in the relationship but I'm really worried that my partner leaves his pants on the bedroom floor (laughs) every day I don't know whether to raise it or not. We'd probably answer that quite easily because we'd say, well, you should tell him that you're happy <laughs> about the pants being on the floor, right?
1: So, and that would be very acceptable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But instead, because the question is about money, um, I'm worried about the way that my partner spends money. Should I raise it? Well, wow. then, yes, just imagine it's his pants on the floor.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, very nice. I like that. I like that. Oh, ah, okay. Mm. No, I hear you because, and I obviously am feeding into the the gravity. I think about well, it's the same thing. Like, how how do they deal with money? How do they deal with uh, contraception or negotiating mm. safe sex? Like, oh, that's yeah. very that we also classify in the very hard to talk about. So that's yeah. that's why we yeah. don't specifically say like, so what methods of contraception are we going to be using? We just yeah. kind of don't talk about it and then get into yeah. trouble.
0: Yeah, I think one approach would be. Maybe to just approach it from a kind of an observation of difference point of view. So, maybe the conversation starter is something like um, I've noticed that we spend money in very different ways. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to know what your thoughts are about money and what it means to you. And,
1: ah, okay, okay. You know, the thing coming up for me right now is that if I'm dating somebody and I notice that they're always going out for coffee and they're always buying coffee outside at like Mm. some number of dollars or a pound a pop, and my question would be like, you know, well, I'd first be like, why are we making coffee at home? Because it's so much (laughs) cheaper. Just make your own coffee. You're, you know, saving about, you know, five, six pounds, dollars a a day. Yeah, But that's actually, again, that's then forcing my view rather than open-ended question to say, what is your relationship with money? Yeah. How does money serve you? How does money act as a tool for you or a yeah. resource for you?
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the whole coffee thing there—like, you could make an assumption there that the person is not bothered and they're quite happy to fritter away their money, but that may actually be the only treat that they allow right. themselves. Good they point. might not allow themselves any other treat, and they might save everything else. But they say, "I'm not prepared to give up my daily coffee." Ah, very nice. So, you know, so I think that kind of plays into this question really is. There'll be some assumptions going on there about maybe the the new partner just wants to really impress this person and is being quite frivolous, but they can't sustain it for very long. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe they then welcome that chat around, I've noticed we seem to have very different spending patterns. Like, what's your approach to money? They might welcome it because they might say, Oh, well, actually, I've just been trying to impress you. And then it might come down to a whole different conversation than about, you know, leading back to the hot topic there, well, actually, oh. success in a relationship to me means this, not kind of what well, my language oh. of love is, you know, not gifts.
1: Oh, brilliant. Mm. I think you're so right because I have a peculiar spending style and that exactly that, that <laughs> comes specifically from my dad because I was always raised by my dad to say, really really hoard your money on a daily basis like live Mm. frugally every single day whether it's like buying expired stuff at the supermarket that's still good but it's on Mm. half off so that you can blow your money when it counts so like
0: (laughs) you love it
1: yeah so he was a big thing about because he was raised really poor and of course he was Mm. he was raised in the UK where appearances count so he would be very frugal with his money so that he could afford a fabulous suit or afford a fabulous dinner, so that it may look like he has more money than he does. Um, So I've always done that. I've I've just been very frugal with my money. But I will, if a trip, if something needs to be done, a big life moment or something that, you know, I will just blow thousands Mm. at a time, but then I will be scrounging for 25 cents. Yeah. (laughs) So and that's a very peculiar thing. So somebody started dating me and I was and noticed like, Oh, let's just go to Europe. Let's just blow two thousand dollars on like yeah no big deal let's just do that they might think that that's my spending style when if they Mm. were to live with me every day and be like what's all these sale tags on your yogurt containers in the fridge (laughs) and uh (laughs) or why are we walking oh well i don't want to pay bus fare because i can save two dollars and 75 (laughs) cents
0: You live the way you know the exact fare.
1: <laughs> yeah, exa- oh gosh, of course, <laughs> of
0: course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So that's a really interesting thing. Yeah. Again, because of my history, I'm always thinking about the red flags, the cut and run, and that's always <laughs> going to be my like, oh, you know, you're get, out get out get, get out, out, get out, get out, get out. The the film, get out, horror film. Don't get stuck in the middle of a horror film. Uh, but I think that as always, you raise a really good point to say, well what is your relationship with money? What's your history mm. with money?
0: Yeah. And there'll, there'll be some, right? Because we've all got it. Yeah. So, you know, I brought up that, you know, all of the sayings, money doesn't go on trees. Yeah. Know, you've got to work hard <sighs> to get money. Like it's yeah. money's always a struggle. And I'm sadly passing on a lot of those messages to my children. I'm trying not to, but it's really, really difficult not mm. to. And especially, you know, we live in an affluent island where, my children compare themselves to other children. And and I have to say, well, we just don't have that. We don't have that kind of money. So that, you know, that can kind of, it does then cause you to recreate that whole money story. And I'm well aware that's what I'm doing. And I'm (laughs) really trying hard not to.
1: I will say, though, I remember you saying that, you know, prior to Christmas, like your kids were circulating sort of, uh, hey, could Santa bring me, you know, this insanely, insanely priced sweater or jumper yeah. or whatever and, and yeah I mean that's a really hard if you're living in a place where there's a lot of affluence I mean gosh mm. there's no way to be able to keep up with that sort of
0: oh and neither would spending. I so yeah, yeah one yeah. thing I definitely would not do I wouldn't be one of those that gets themselves into loans of debt to keep up with yeah. the Joneses yeah. I'm just I'm not yeah. interested in playing that game yeah yeah so yeah
1: And I know that, you know, money has come up before and you've talked about, you know, money being having a a place in prior relationship and stuff. Mm. What if even after you've explored, like what are, what's your relationship with money? What are some of your beliefs about money and so forth? What if even still your early days in dating, but you're seeing some problematic relationships with money in your Mm. partner? What do you say then?
0: I think you look at how far up that priority list money is for you. Mm -hmm. You look at what your life goals are, you know, what is it that you want to do with your life? How do you want to live your life? And how does that either help or hinder that?
1: Yeah. And if money is important for security and safety, mm. which for a lot of us it is, yeah, it's a safety net, it's, a, it's our ticket to independence, mm. then it may be really important to make some decisions based on whether you think this relationship is going to help or hinder your security net yeah financial yeah. security net yeah absolutely yeah yeah but also it's
0: early days right like they might not last six months so uh, yeah <laughs> it might be completely irrelevant yeah <laughs> there may be other
1: stuff to come along yeah yeah
0: that's true it Might be another fish waiting to swim in the pond
1: ah there you go yeah exactly <laughs> exactly cool okay so I feel like A lightheartedness from you, which is just ask some questions. Just think about it as pants or socks or underwear on the floor. Just (laughs) bring it out into the open and ask. Yeah. Same as contraception.
0: Just never be afraid to
1: ask the question. Just, yeah, don't be afraid to ask the question. Because what's the worst that can happen? This person's like, wow, this person really likes communication. (laughs) That's great.
0: Or they they may be delighted that you brought up the topic because they maybe didn't want to. Yeah.
1: And... It is always easiest to bring stuff up at the beginning and establish a yes. uh, precedent for healthy communication and overt, out front, non-nuanced communication.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Always easier to start off that way rather than to walk back yeah. sort of unhealthy patterns.
0: Yeah, none of this. I'm not texting because he didn't text or oh, yeah. I'm going to leave it for three days because that's what you're supposed to do. Not yeah. Just have a conversation.
1: Nice. Okay. Honestly. Just I like it. <laughs> and if they can't handle it, it's too hot in the fire. They're not your person. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I like that. I love it. That's, that's really great. Oh, well,
0: mm-hmm. there goes another week, Anna. There goes another week.
1: Mm. It's, it's funny because I'm like, man, I would like to be at the start of a relationship to be all like open <laughs> communication. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I often think about this And I said last night to my other half I said, don't you think youth is wasted on the young And, he oh. went, and I was literally just stirring stirring the milk To make some hot chocolate Because that's how exciting our life is right now <laughs> And he went, well that's a bit philosophical For hot chocolate, isn't it? <laughs> he went, what got you thinking about that? Mm. So, and I said, well I often think about What I know now today And what I wish, parts of that That I wish I'd known Kind of when I was mm. a lot younger mm-hmm. So that's why the phrase, the youth is wasted on the young, comes up. And I think there's a lot of that, you know, it stems into lots of different areas of your life, doesn't it? It stems into friendships, relationships, career, money, just all kinds of different areas, you know, whole kind of life development, just everything it touches upon. Yeah, I guess that's part of life, isn't it?
1: It's true. Mm. And as we all know, these lessons cannot be downloaded onto our hard drive without the experience. We have to drive through the dumpster fire yeah. in order to there's only one way and it's through it's not around I know so. I
0: know and I think things change over time don't they like I think about parenting and what we were taught when the children were younger compared to kind of what is taught now for children mm-hmm. in terms of how to bring children up even you know we think about when we were raised; like things were so different you know you popped at the bottom of the garden and brought back in at five o'clock for your tea Hell yeah um, <laughs> yep because fresh air was good for you yeah like, you know that's it yeah. no touching no communication no nothing and yeah. then it kind of you know things have evolved and moved on and it was kind of play with your children now it's kind of teach them about their emotions and mm. so it I think it doesn't matter kind of where you're at or what stage you're at or or what age you're at there's always going to be something new mm. that you discover later on that would have helped you out in the beginning um <laughs> but what to see.
1: It's so funny because we're like, we're playing a game where we don't know the rules of the game until the end. Yes. <laughs> we're like, damn, wouldn't it be nice if somebody just bloody well you taught get, us the rules of Monopoly before we got started? But no, get, this is... You
0: get to your deathbed and they say, oh, I'm sorry, you've lost. I know,
1: right? Oh my gosh. Stacey at
0: number 23. She's well ahead of you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but what were the rules? Well, you were supposed to figure it out. <laughs> but i didn't but i didn't know yeah the great thing is is none of us know what the rules are yeah
0: exactly exactly
1: and none of us knows what happens after this lifetime ends either so no. we even if we might have one in this life by one i mean in air quotes like yeah you know the traditional measures of success is we have yeah. no idea what's coming uh, after this lifetime ends so who I don't know. I,
0: I believe in karma. I'm sure I'm coming back as something good.
1: <laughs> Do you know what I want to come back as is my freaking cat. Uh, and I, I have kicked <laughs> yeah. her off the table, but she lives a, I have two cats. They both live glorious lives, mm. glorious lives. They're indifferent. They're frankly kind of unfriendly, but they get absolutely everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just want to be a cat. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Last week we wanted to be a tree, this week we want to be a cat. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah,
1: definitely this week a cat.
0: What next week break? <laughs> oh, I know, right?
1: Absolutely. Well, that's lovely. All right. Oh,
0: well, that's a nice chewing note to end on, my love.
1: I know, I know. In like yeah. dreadful weather. <laughs> yes. Dreadful January weather.
0: Yeah, but we're still in dry January and all is good oh, in the good
1: world. Oh, good for you, absolutely. Well, I just yeah. want to remind people, by about seven or eight minutes a day, it's getting, well, in the, in the Northern Hemisphere. So mm. for the folks in our Southern Hemisphere, uh, I hope you're really enjoying the beautiful weather, but yes, Northern <laughs> Hemisphere, the days are getting longer by about seven or eight minutes a day. Yeah, I can feel
0: actually, you can see that you kind of notice it, just even even if you're just yeah. at home and out and about, you do notice the days are getting longer. Yeah.
1: This promise it's all good. is optimism. No it is. It's all is, good. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And the vaccine's on its way. <laughs> yeah,
1: but but you know, and and just as a public health, you know, because I'm I'm the doctor, I always have to be the <laughs> doctor, a doctor in the house. Doctor in the house. So I was just reading this this article from a uh, public health specialist. So so you know what? After we get the vaccine, we're all able to like lick subway poles and like kiss strangers. <laughs> and uh, so this public health specialist was like, no, Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: no. no, oh, Sarah's really disappointed,
0: oh, man. <laughs>
1: Oh, just like you know, just looking sniff- forward
0: to licking a pole. <laughs>
1: licking poles, <laughs> absolutely. Oh man, but yeah, no, it that'll just be one measure along with masks and physical distancing and stuff. So, but hopefully, it'll g- bring a little bit more sanity to our world.
0: Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Otherwise, you just really brought me down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Sarah, I'll bet you in the third quarter of 2021, you can maybe by September, October, you can start to licking some polls.
0: Okay, let me know. Just let yeah. me know when I'm poll ready. Poll ready.
1: <laughs> poll ready, right on. All right,
0: bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is a very like non sequitur thing. Speaking of polls, I just learned from this. Uh, so there's a number on TikTok. There's a number of TikTok video creators who are pole dancers. And yeah. I learned from one of them that the pole actually turns. Did you know that? I actually thought that the pole was just literally just a fixed pole. And this pole dancer was like, well, how on earth are we going to spin around? Like our hands can't slide on the metal. So there's a pole uh, within a pole.
0: No, I've done, I have done a pole dancing class. Once.
1: Oh, you pole
0: danced? Yes.
1: Did you not rotate? I don't
0: remember the pole moving.
1: It didn't rotate? Like it didn't? I don't oh.
0: remember, no. I was slightly hungover at the time. It oh. went, went away for somebody's 40th oh. birthday party. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't know what hit me oh really my
1: gosh, hanging sarah upside can... down
0: with a hangover
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah another jewel and gem from sarah don't pull downs hungover
0: no it's not advisable especially <laughs> not for the upward movements be like don't really do yoga if you're too hungover have <laughs> no done stands. that a few too many times yeah that's <laughs> a,
1: that's a Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it.
0: Downward Dog is not your friend.
1: <laughs> when when with having a wicked headache. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> there's always things to be learned on this podcast. Always. Just as we're about to conclude, just as we're about to shut things down, there's a gem and a jewel that comes flying through. <laughs> a real uh, words to live by.
0: <laughs> when least expected.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, thanks Thank for the you very much. Your time. Yes, and you, and I shall look forward to next week.
1: Absolutely. All right. Bye. All right. All
0: right. Bye. bye. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening.
1: And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.